put good out to the world and it always return to you. That's that's how I look at it. And I see that happen a lot, especially in the scuff world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about the innovation and motivation behind artists and entrepreneurs just following their dreams. This is episode 132, and today's guest is Andrew Trayer, aka Baby Shamu. He is a sponsored neon black clothing disc golf player, a new realm for neon black clothing, adventuring out into disc golf and the fashion for that world. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I am very excited to talk to you today about everything disc golf related and your journey into this. So I'm really excited to have you on here. It's a new realm for me to talk about. I mean, I disc golfing is something I used to do when I was younger, but the sport of it has transitioned so much now and seeing neon black clothing go into more of a a sports realm uh, with with their fashion and just what they're doing for sponsorships, I think is really cool seeing this this new breakout. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you on the show and to uh, to talk a little bit of sports today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. <laughs> well, um, so you're living out in Vegas now. I know that's where you met Vince. Um, have you always been out in Vegas? Is this kind of where you started your your journey with all of this? Oh, in such a yes. I mean, I grew up in Okinawa, but um, after my father retired from the Air Force, we decided to go to Michigan where he was born and raised. So I started playing disc golf roughly six years ago, just hanging out with a bunch of friends, just drinking, having a good time. And I just fell in love with it. You know, I just enjoy like the flight pattern, how uh, like a Frisbee flies. You know, and that's how I got hooked onto it. Yeah. The aerodynamicness of, of Frisbees are really interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, that's kind of one of the things I, I grew up doing. So I grew up, you know, a little bit in the country. So we had a decent sized yard, and of course we didn't have like the chain metal buckets, but I remember me and my dad, my brother, we would go out there with our Frisbees. We'd like, you know, point to a tree or say the, the bird feeder or the metal pole, et cetera, whatever. Um, and we would have to, we would, we would play disc golf that way. We would uh, just utilize random parts of the backyard to, to create point systems and stuff. So. Well, what was your favorite part about Frisbee golf? Honestly, I think it's, it's, I guess it's really just, it is definitely, uh, first of all, the, the competition and the skill set of trying to be able to get a Frisbee to fly in the direction you want it to, because that is a skill within itself. I mean, I, I'm definitely one of those, like, let me just whip the Frisbee, forget all about risk control. Um, <laughs> but I think it's other than like, just the the enjoyment for me I think it's with sports a lot of it it's just that that team environment you know kind of like you mentioned just you started doing it with your buddies so for me it was you know the the stories you tell while you're walking through the the laughter and humor and the jokes that you can talk about it's just kind of that the camaraderie that comes into play with I think sports that I I thoroughly enjoy the most more than more than skill, because um, I think that's definitely. I was always the youngest one playing, so I feel like I was always just a little, a little uh, disadvantaged in that area. I didn't push myself hard enough, but uh, it, I mean that's what's so awesome about disc golf is you, everyone can play it no matter what you do. If you're just for fun, having a good time with family, friends, drinking, whatever, you know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how did you start deciding that you wanted to, I mean, take it further than just playing with your buddies and you started, I mean, cause you're, you play with a few different teams aside from the neon black 
clothing team, which I want to get into more of too in a second, but you know, you've got a few different teams under your belt. I know you, uh, you're sponsored not only by neon, but I think by another company as well, um, with like your, your discs and everything. So, so just tell me a little bit about that. Um, so it's Discraft underground about probably three years ago, they approached me with the idea of they enjoy the way I play the sport, but also enjoy like how I am off the course. So like social media side, they really just enjoy that. I'm always, I'm always myself. I always post a lot of fails versus success because it's funny. I love seeing funny stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So doing that. Um, and I decided to start playing. I decided to play above my division. I started playing open up and then uh, the professional ranks. Um, definitely was not ready in a way, in a sense, when I first started to play open because the competition level is completely different from amateur pro instantly. You know, um, the one thing I've noticed is the consistency is if you don't, if you're not that, if, if you're like not that consistent, you're not going to, you're not going to fare well against everyone else in the, in the field. It's a little discouraging at first. Well, I mean, I think that said is just, you know, the starting of a new sport. That's the learning of a new skill and, and what that has to, to do with that definitely intimidation. Um, mm-hmm. But so the the disc golf system because I want I want you to explain this to me because it's something that that's new to me. So you know you said you mentioned amateur and you know pro and then open. So how exactly do the the ranking systems or I guess the the way that the competitions and the players are getting together and competing with each other? How do those levels like integrate with each other? So just like how golf has PGA, we have PDGA, which is Professional Disc Golf Association. And everything's based off our ratings. So if you're a thousand rated or higher, you're pretty much a pro at that sense. And then say like, if you want to start from the bottom, anyone, anyone that's under 850 rating, they play what's called amateur four, which is the bottom level. And then from there, like 850 to 900, you're looking at MA3, which is advanced three. And then it's pretty much recreational. Intermediate, advanced, and then pro for all the divisions for men's and women. Okay, and what advantages do you you get out of the different ranking systems? Is it the kind of like the the prize system that differentiates yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every division, the especially the amateur division, every price goes up, and they get paid paid out through like merchandise, in a sense, you know. And then the the, the open gets paid cash money. For the purpose and all that so it's pretty cool okay all right and then because you're you're working with a team is it how exactly because i know a lot of the times um at least from my own experience you know i've never i've never really like played with a team disc golfing it's always, it's always just like one v one v one so how does that that team come in like how what's the difference between playing as a team versus playing as an individual on these disc golf, not only, I guess the competitions, but also just the, uh, the whole playing experience in general. Uh, so um, majority of tournaments, it's all singles. So it's not really team. It's just, um, we, we have, our team is scattered all across the country and majority of tournaments that we play are singles. So it's all about where you go. So like in Vegas level competition wise, this isn't like, as good as California or Michigan, it's all depends on like what state and what city because disc golf is heavily populated towards 
West Coast and Northeast area. I mean, it makes sense. You've got the weather where you can play a lot longer throughout the year. It's not going to snow on you for six months and, and stop you from being able to go out and practice. But And I've noticed a lot of these, at least um, from what I've, Vince has showed me through Neon and then the places that you guys have gone to through the Instagram account, these disc golf locations, they're not like what I saw growing up, you know, growing up the beginning of the transition, it was a small little park. You know, I'm from upstate New York. So a small little wooded area park where the paths were in and out of the, 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 just the park itself. But there have been transitions where I've seen, you know, these golf disc ranges where they're not just a basic field. You're going into the mountains. You guys are going on, Almost mm-hmm. pretty extravagant hikes, but playing yeah. a game while doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the way I look at it sometimes too. If I'm playing a hard course and like a really elevated course, I tell myself I'm playing disc golf, and it's I don't feel like I'm working out. And you just literally hike like eight miles up and down. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, that's kind of one of the benefits, right? It's that it's that like you forget about how much you're actually exercising and pushing yourself and going from hole to hole because of the enjoyment of playing the game yeah i definitely agree with that <laughs> so you have to have a favorite location that you've played so far oh i played everywhere um i almost thought i was thinking about south south area oh so there's this course up in like the up area up in michigan um it's called Boyne mountain Boyne mountain this is Boyne city i believe yeah um you can only play it like probably like tw- like about two months at a time at a year because it snows the whole time. So it's like it's wow. on a ski. <laughs> you pretty much um, use a ski, hike up all the way, and you play all the way down 18 hole. And it's, the scenery and the mother nature out there is so beautiful. It's my favorite part. That sounds like it'd be really cool, especially because you know that there's got to be the snow covered mountains when you're playing if it's only playable so, you know, such a little amount of time throughout the year. Mm hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, what? I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, what your favorite part is, but you got to have more to this push to continue than just the enjoyment of, you know, the camaraderie. What what's pushing Uh, you to continue doing these competitions and and moving forward and progressing your skills every time you go out and play? Yeah, it's an awesome question. So in a way, I'm almost obsessed with it. So um. I learned a lot from all the pros, all the top pros in the world. Um, I look at myself and I question, I, I'm always, I'm always going to be a student in the game, you know, and every so often I learn every day from certain people I know. Um, I'm just trying to do my best to be super consistent and get better. And the more, the more awesome you're at this game, the more fun it is, you know, that's my favorite part about it. Um, striving to just, keep losing weight the sports made me lose a lot of weight just from walking and playing frisbee you know it's a great exercise yeah that's that's awesome that it kind of has played into i'm guessing some of your other you know just life goals like it becoming more fit just getting outside i'm sure more especially with covid i'm 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 being able to probably be around a group of people and be outside has been really beneficial as well for just mental health too i think that's a lot of things that with covid was hard no, go I ahead. Used to, I used to be an introvert. Um, and then I started playing disc golf and I started meeting everyone all of a sudden, you know, and I'm like, I just enjoy meeting new people from all across the nation. 
You meet so many amazing people. You meet lawyers. You meet all different types of people in disc golf. That's the best part about it, I think. Yeah, because it's a hobby you guys get to do outside of, of your regular, everyday, you know, uh, careers. Mm -hmm. So what else do you do on the side then? I mean, obviously, we're talking about disc golf here, but what are what, what else do you focus on throughout uh, your daily life? Um, daily life, um, my daily life, um, I'm always positive. I grew, I was born and raised in Japan. So I was, I grew up with respect and honor and all that type of stuff. So I always do my best to surround myself with similar people around me. So it makes everything easier for all of us. Um, work-wise, I'm actually heading out to Virginia next week for two to four months for work-related stuff. So I'm super excited to go there and explore new courses. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So if you travel with work, you get to go to a new location and I'm sure you probably just quick hop on Instagram and just try to find the nearest course. <laughs> Absolutely. I always say, I already got a hold of the, there's a local group down there on Facebook. I looked them up and I told them I'm super excited to see you guys next week. So. Okay. So there is like almost meetup group styles of, <laughs> of groups on Facebook uh, that if you're coming to a new area, you can just go out and meet these people and play games with them. Yeah, absolutely. There's thousands of them all over social media. It's amazing. The sport of this golf itself, it's like we're all one huge family. We all do our, do our best to support each other. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So it, there have there been anyone in your family or, you know, just close friends that you've kind of pulled into the game since you started becoming more uh, competitive or at least more focused on it? I would say yes and no. Majority of the players that I already know and, and got to know, um, they're already been playing for years and years. And what I've been doing recently, probably like the past five, six months, is I've been helping out everyone's form because we all we're all different. We're we're all like not the same body weight, not the same height, all of this. So like I understand how to adjust certain people's throws. So I've just been coaching a lot of people out here, especially in Vegas, where I'd be like, hey. You should do this, change your degree, all this type of stuff. And it's just, a, it's, it's one of my most, it's the most amazing, I, it's the most amazing thing I've ever done. You know what I mean? Because you can see the, you can see the change instantly. It, they're so happy. They're going from throwing like 200 feet to about 350. And it's just, I almost like it more than, more than this golf nowadays, you know? Being able to like see that transition of, you know, people's happiness of them improving their game. And that's, that's really awesome that the you're able to help coach people. I mean, it's like you said, it definitely seems like a very family kind of oriented environment wherever you are. It's you're just you're welcomed and there's a lot of probably openness and open mindedness when it comes to just meeting all these new people. So being able to get tips and tricks, I think, is it's. Uh, welcoming feeling I'm sure for a lot of people who are newer to the game and or just curious about getting into this and knowing that there is that environment of of warmth you know I guess would be a good way to put it yeah I mean I even I even like reshaped Vinny's form a little bit and he's so happy you know like everyone everyone always thanks me and I'm always so I always think to myself I'm super blessed you know I get I teach people and they become good friends of mine how did you specifically get into, I guess, not necessarily just coaching people, but what made you like break down the idea of being able to transition form and how you can do a different, you know, movement one way and accelerate another way? Because I'm sure, I mean, like any, like any skill, like any sport, you know, there's, there's the 
the strategic part to it. So what got you into that? So while I was an amateur, I tried everything. I did everything from like the craziest thing I could think of, you know? So um, while I was learning and trying to get better, I would tweak my form a little bit. Say like, I'm going to throw a backhand shot and here's, here's my parallel line. Mm-hmm. I was sometimes my arm, my arm would be here, here, here. Everything's like, I look at it as like geometry almost because you have to have angle on these discs because everything's aerodynamic and the wind factors everything. So it's all a trial and error. And I just, I, that's how I develop learning different types of form. I also watch YouTube a lot and I watch all my top, my top favorite pros and I can see what they're doing versus what I'm not. And majority of them are like my height, they're like a little bit skinny, so I can't do that. So I have to adjust to it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. being yeah. able to adjust to your own, um, you know, your own, like you were saying, your own body type, your own form, your, what you need to do. I mean, I do the same thing when it comes to being in the gym, you know, you, you see something mm-hmm. online, not everybody can do the exact thing you see online. You mm-hmm. definitely have to take into account what your body style is, what your flexibility, what your range is and what you can actually do as yourself and being able to find that, that, that nice little balance bar, uh, line in between. So that's so cool, though, that coaching kind of followed, found itself for you. Mm-hmm. And then one of the furthest thrower in the world, her name is Paige Pierce. She's probably about like 5'1 and weighs like 115. She throws like 600 feet. It's insane. She's so, so little. So you so she gently- <laughs> Sorry. Please. No, go ahead. That was my apologies. So she, she generates so much hit power because, because she's so small. You know, she has she has more twerk on her hips and that's how she like everyone has their own way like for me i'm i'm pretty big so i use my uh my mass body to flow my energy when it comes to my throwing i don't have to worry about like throwing as hard as i can because because gravity takes over at that point you know it's like g-force almost Interesting. Yeah. So what I was, what I was going to say is because you keep mentioning height. So a lot of that has to do with probably, you know, like you just mentioned the, the way that you throw mm-hmm. because of just the, the physics of it. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I never, I never thought about that. And I, that's, that's something that really, that's, that's really, that's really like mm-hmm. interesting, I guess, how much math is, is, integrated into how you can perfect a throw and using the wind, using your body, using gravity, and just all these factors that come into play with throwing a frisbee and trying to make it to a post. <laughs> it's, no, I mean like not to make it sound like that, but I mean that's the cool part about it is it's like there's a lot deeper of a level underneath it than what is foreseen on the outside. You know, it's not just picking up a disc and throwing it at towards, you know, a goalpost is to be able to perfect where you want to be. It is a lot of more strategic outlook on it. And I'm sure that that's really cool. I'm sure that's open. That's going to open a lot of people's minds up to the idea of it being more of this strategic, yeah, uh, just adventure or, you know, sport, however you want to play it, whether it's competition wise or just for leisure. But that's that's interesting to take into consideration. What else have you learned uh, about, you know, just things in general that you didn't expect to learn when you started this disc golfing uh, journey? Um, camaraderie, honestly, if I'm being honest, number one thing. Um, it's just this sport has opened up so much 
to me, you know, um, I've been grateful for everyone I've met, you know, the first player I ever actually like learned disc golf from was actually a pro in Michigan. I didn't even know about at the time, you know? So I think he catapulted me to become a better player and I learned a lot from him and everywhere I go, when I travel for tournaments, if I'm playing here in Vegas, I always remind people like, Hey, this is what I'm taught. I can teach you this. If you want to learn, come join out. If not, let's just go have fun, drink and play some disc golf. Either way, it's going to be a good day. You know? That's really cool. I'm, I'm glad we were able to kind of break down a little bit more of, you know, some of the, the specifics that can get into, into disc golf. Is there anything in particular that was on your mind when it came to this podcast that I haven't asked you about or mentioned yet? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. I was just wasn't sure if there's like any part of, of the of the world within disc golfing that I just I I you you were you immediately thought about when when we came to get on this podcast. Um disc golf Vegas and definitely neon black absolutely as well. Um so DJV they started 2000 later 2019. It was with, I think, I believe it's Andrew Reese and Brandy. Um, their initial goal to start this golf was just to have a club, you know, because in Vegas, Vegas is so huge here, especially. Oh, man, we only have one club in the past 20 years. There's like 3 million people out here. So we decided to make a club just to attract more people, um, more, more different clubs, more diversity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I decided to join them probably last year, around March or so. I started taking it very serious with them. Um, I understand what they what their goals was. And over time, like our, our mission is to just pretty much bring future disc golf into elementary, high school, all sports, all for all the kids out there for activity-wise, just to give them another leisure exercise stuff. So that's one thing. I'm super excited about when it comes to disc golf Vegas for sure. That's awesome, man. And then um, when it came to becoming involved with neon black, how exactly did that kind of uh, play out for you? Like, how did you, yeah. Uh, I, I got to know him really well, very quick. <laughs> He's a pretty cool guy. Uh, uh, knowing that he grew up, he, he graduated in, in central Michigan. I'm in a Western Kalamazoo area in Michigan. Um, anyone I meet from Michigan, I know they're always good people. Um, I love people in Michigan um, and he gave me this vision of what he wants to do to in the disc golf side of things. Um, and I've been on board ever since, you know, all his logos, he's does all his, everything about, I've been slowly learning about neon black. I like all the history, like everything he's done design wise, the vendor, all those types of things. Um, he even went to Bonnaroo. I, I I thought I was the only one ever known known that before. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Uh. That's awesome. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely it's it's been cool seeing uh, the new designs he's been putting out for not only the active wear, the shirts that he's I've seen you guys wear for some of your events, and um, also the disc designs. I think that's a really cool avenue as well. Having you know custom discs for you know someone who's in this realm that they want to you know have this brand, this look, and being able to stay consistent with that. It's cool that there's that integration there. So that's, that's yeah. awesome to hear. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I really have too much more for us here. Uh, 
question wise, honestly, I think we covered quite a bit today. Uh, but before we do jump off here, I want you to leave everyone with one piece of advice. One piece of advice. Um, might sound cliche. It's just it's just how I've always lived my life. Um, put good out to the world, and it always return to you. That's that's how I look at it, and I see that happening a lot, especially in the golf world. So. <laughs> awesome man that's great well thank you again so much for coming on i've had a great time talking to you and learning about more of the disc golf world and hopefully get to see a lot more content from you guys now that the the weather's warming up and i'm sure there will be a bunch of competitions starting to to come out there so i'm excited to see the transformation of everything and thank you again yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate that thank you so much yeah no problem man have a great rest of your night Thank you, too. Bye.